What is up, P7 fam? Seth Boyd here. I hope you're having an incredible week so far. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of our P7 podcast. Whenever we drop a P7 podcast, I get excited. And here's what you can count on. It's it's going to be encouraging. It's going to be equipping. And we hope to have a great time in the process. Let's go get it. God wants to do something powerful on this Zoom call tonight. He wants to impact our hearts. And so, and what we'll do is, what we'll do is I'm going to give just a short devotion as we always do. And then we're going to have some q and I'm going to just talk a little bit about my story, my journey with P7, how I got involved with P7, how, how everything kind of came about with me. I am from the Ontario district. Some of you may not know where that is. That is in Canada. Um, I'm from Ontario and Canada. And and I got involved in reaching people for Jesus Christ almost five years ago now. My life has never been the same. So I'm going I'm to get into that. But I also want to say before I get into it, are all these Zoom calls are uploaded to our YouTube page uh, on UPCI Youth Ministries. You can go check them out. The past speakers, we had an amazing first month with our P7 director for the Seth Boyd. He brought the word. It was amazing. Um, and we're thankful for him and his leadership leading P7 on a on, a, on a, the vision he has for us and the work he does is outstanding. And then on February, we had Brother Victor Jackson. That's all uploaded on YouTube. And last month, we had Brother Terry Shaw. And again, as I said, to this month, we were supposed to have Brother Joel Erson, but last minute, he couldn't make it on. But these are all uploaded to UPCI Youth Ministries. You can go check out the YouTube page for that. I'm going to read one verse of scripture. I'm going to read one verse of scripture. Mark chapter 8, verse 36. It's a popular uh, a verse that we all know, and then I'm going to pray, and I'm just going to talk to us for the next little while. Mark chapter 8, verse 36, Jesus said this. It's a famous scripture that people know, and they quote sometimes all the time. Jesus said this. He says, and what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? What do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul. Tonight, for the next few moments, I just want to talk to us on this thought, um, the value of one person, the value of one person. I'm just going to pray. God, I thank you for this Zoom call. I'm thankful for each person that has decided to tune in tonight. Lord, I pray that the words that are spoken tonight would impact our hearts it would impact our minds, God. We would not leave here thinking the same, talking the same. But God, we would leave this call in power to impact our world for your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The, the value of one person. The value of one person. Um, I said I was going to start off kind of introducing who I am for those who don't know who I am. Um, again, uh, I grew up in church. I knew church my whole life. I knew about the gospel. I knew all the stuff about church, knew about God. And, and uh, but my life was, was truly changed. Um, at a winter youth crusade in Ontario, we, our district here, we have this thing, our, we call them winter youth crusades. It's basically like a youth convention happens during the winter time. We get bad snow over here in Ontario, it's awful. I'm jealous of the person who's in California right now. You don't have to experience that. Well, listen, the snow over here is just awful. It's terrible. Uh, and uh, but anyways, we we Winter Youth Crusade, um, and the guest speaker actually uh, that Friday night 
He's actually the same speaker we're going to have next month, Brother Myron Weidman Jr. He was there. He was, he was preaching a sermon, and I'll never forget it. And I want you to hear every word I say here tonight. And I, I really believe God wants to impart something into all our hearts tonight. He wants to do something in our lives tonight. I'll never forget it was a Friday night. I came to that youth convention. I was not where I needed to be with God. In fact, I was so distant from him. Again, I knew church. I knew church. I knew all the things about church. And I knew all the things. I, I knew where, how to dress up for church. And I knew how to look right for church. And I knew all the protocols and all that stuff. And you went to clap. You went to kind of lift my hand. And anybody ever been there before when you're just kind of like lifting one hand to act so that no one thinks that you're officially spiritually dead, like you're, you're still hanging in there, but you're so far from God. I remember, I remember going to some of these conventions and, and having music on my phone that uh, that was, you know, ungodly songs. I, I, I'll never forget going to these youth conventions and before uh, going to the service in the hotel room, playing all these songs that were ungodly and laughing with my friends and laughing at everything that was going on. And I'll never forget it. I never forget. It. I went through this Friday night service and and and, and I, I I thought it was just going to be like at every other convention. You go and you, you cry on the Friday night and then on the by the Saturday night. You're ready to praise God, live for Jesus, and then you go back to school on Monday and life goes back to the same. I thought that's what was going to happen, but but God had other plans for me that night. I, I did not realize it in the moment, but God was going to meet me in a different way that Friday night. I was sitting on the chair and for the Myron Whiteman Jr., he was preaching the sermon. I'll never forget it till this day. I'll never forget the message. It was titled, Jesus is in the house. That's what he was speaking on on that Friday night. He said, Jesus is in the house. And I was like, all right, you know, I've heard about Jesus so many times. I mean, I can quote back to you Acts 2.38 and, and the mighty God in Christ and all this. I, I can let you know about that. I, I can let you know about the power of the name. I know that I, I've known church, but, but this night was going to be absolutely different. I had no clue about it. And I did, it gets a bit emotional as I'm thinking about this Friday night looking back on it, and halfway through his sermon, Brother Myron said these words, that I did not know what the moment was going to be a life-changing statement. He asked this question, he asked this question, again, he was preaching real good, if you've ever heard Brother Myron, you know he's an amazing preacher, preaching an amazing sermon, telling us Jesus Christ is in the house. But he asked this question midway through his sermon. He said this question to everybody that was in that service. He asked, he said this, are you bringing people to Jesus or are you taking them away from him? Are you bringing people to Jesus or are you taking them away from him? I'll never forget it sitting in my chair, tears coming to my eyes. As I heard this statement asking this question that was being asked to me that Friday night, I felt like God was speaking directly to me, and he really was. And, and even though, even though that, that I, God was not on my radar, I'm thankful on that Friday night that I was on his radar, and he was reaching for me, he was reaching for me. And I'll never forget, I was thinking about, my school and thinking of my, my reputation at school again, no one knew I was a Christian. No one ever knew anything about my faith in Christ, nothing. But I, I ran to the altar on that Friday night and I fell on my face and, and I did not know 
about P7. I had no clue about P7. Remember tonight, the, the, top, the topic is the value of one person. That's what we're talking about tonight. The value of one person. I had no clue what a P7 club was. I, to be honest, I never even heard about it before. It was going on. P7 was well in advance and the, the, the ministry was already there, but I had no clue what it was. Maybe I'd heard it maybe once at a youth camp or something, but I had no clue what it was. But I remember on that Friday night, I remember falling down to my face on that altar call. I remember staying there for such a long time. I had not known it yet, but I, I made it. I didn't know what was going to happen after that moment, but I remember falling on my face and I, I said, God, here's the prayer I made to God. I said, Lord, I do not know how this is going to work out. I do not know how this is going to happen. But for the rest of my life, I am going to bring people to you. I did not know how it would look like. I did not know how it would sound in my school. I was known as the class clown. I was known as a joker. I, I was known as a lot of things. But one of the last things that anybody would call me was a Christian. That's not something people associate. Even though I went to church for my entire life, no one associated that with me. Even though I had the Holy Ghost and all those things. that No one associated that with me. But, but this time it was going to be a bit different. And I went back to my high school. I went back to my high school and it did not matter how it looked. It did not matter what happened. It did not matter how many people showed up. But, but I, I said, you know what? I'm going to begin to reach people for Jesus Christ. I'd never taught a Bible study before. I had no idea how to do it. And, but I, I had a few of my friends, they, they, they came together at a small library table. We came together in a small library table in my high school. And, uh, and I, I, let me just say this, man. I, I, I feel the Holy Ghost so strong tonight. Let me just say this. Let me just say this. You know, it's what started at a small library table. Little did I know, little did I know with three friends, because all that mattered to me was a person. Let me, let me, let me just say this. What started there, I had no idea the amount of people that would receive the Holy Ghost and get baptized in Jesus' name. You see, you think, you think, and I think sometimes when, we, we start off things and we, we, we start doing things for the kingdom of God, reaching people that, that God is interested in large crowds. Let me tell you something. Jesus didn't die for a crowd. He died for people. He died for persons. In fact, let me say this. Jesus did some of his greatest works in scripture with individuals, not crowds, with individuals. In fact, sometimes he would have to isolate people one-on-one -on -one to minister them more effectively. The famous scripture we love about being born again, that came out of a conversation with a person. You know, sometimes we, and you might be on here tonight and you, you're doing P7, done P7, and I don't know how the condition is in, in your district, in your state, if, or if province, if you're in Canada, if you're locked down here in Ontario, where I live, we're locked down again. There's no school. Schools are all online. I don't know how it looks like to you, but let me tell you something. What you think is just one FaceTime P7 club with one person on, you might look at that and say, oh, God's not, you let me, let me tell you something. God does his best works, not in crowds, but with people, with individuals. Jesus didn't die for large masses. Yes, of course he died for the world, but he died for souls. Each person you're sitting with, each person you mentioned Jesus with, you got no clue what seeds you might be sowing. I had no idea on that, that day, on, on that, that February, when I came to that small mini library table, I had no idea that through that small library table with three friends that I would have teachers coming to my P7 club 
and weeping in the, in the P7 club. I had no clue that my vice principal would be stepping in because he was amazed at all these students coming into a, a room hearing about Jesus. What started, listen, you got no clue what God will do with you if you're just faithful with what he gives you. Do not measure your success on crowds and people. Measure your success on how you're impacting whoever God sends your way. But anyways, three friends, three friends, again, had a bad reputation. I mean, I had, as I said, I didn't have that. I'm not going to get into all of it tonight because I don't have time. And, but, 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 but not the greatest reputation. And so everybody was surprised. They're like, what is going on? Amani's going around and he, he's teaching Bible studies. Like he's tripping. Like he, Amani must have lost his mind. I mean, he, he's gone insane. And so it started bringing attraction. People are like trying to find me. In fact, I'll tell you a funny story. I was, uh, me and my friends had signed up for intramural floorball in my school. Intramurals is like this, uh, uh, you know, it's a practice, pra just a um, uh, games that are done with fellow students inside the school. It's not against other, it's not against other schools. It's with your fellow own school. And so I was a soccer player in high school. That was my sport. That was my thing. But for a joke, I signed up for intramural floorball. That, that was, again, it wasn't competitive. It was just the games with fellow students around the school and you sign up. So for a joke, I signed up for intramural floorball and I did it for a joke. And it was actually kind of funny because I, I can't play hockey. It's not my thing. But that, I remember that week, everyone, I had a game scheduled for that week at the play in intramural floorball. And so I didn't show up for the game and people are like, Where, where's Imani? And, and it got around, he's in the library teaching a Bible study. People are like, no, no, there's no way. So they came and looking, like, Imani, what are you doing? I'm, I'm like, well, I, I'm teaching a Bible study. And they're like, well, what does, like, have you lost your mind? Like what's going on? But, but let me tell you something. Can I just tell you and just stop here and well and say that those same people that were saying that, uh, some of them ended up coming to church. Some of them ended up weeping at altars. Some of them, some of them received the Holy Ghost. Listen, you got no clue. You got no clue of the value of one person. Listen to me. Jesus said this. He said, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? You know why he said that? It lets me know that the, the value of one soul to God is worth the entire world. See, we overlook the one person and we, we think that God does his work when there's masses. I'm, I'm telling, I came to talk to someone here tonight to tell you there's a value in one person. When you reach that one person in your high school, you got no clue what you're doing. You got to God, you've reached the entire world. And let me also add this in. The success of a P7 club, the success of an outreach group in your high school is not, is not based on what happens in the meeting. The fact that you have gone to your high school and you have made up your mind that you're going to reach people, that's the success. Because let me tell you, there's one person who may be abused in their family, abused, but they get to hear about Jesus because of you. And if that happens, that's the win. That's the win. That's the success. That's the success story. I, I'm not trying to bash testimonies. I'm not trying to do any of that. And I'm going to share some testimonies of some of the things I got to see God do in my high school. But And some of the things God is doing right now. I'm done high school. I'm out of there. But still, I, I, just, I just came back from baptizing someone today in Jesus' name, whose older brother attended my P7 club. He got baptized two months ago. And his younger brother, just, I just came back from baptizing him today. Listen. God is, I'm not here to 
tear down testimonies. I love testimonies, but I'm here to get our, our minds just a perspective shift tonight and just let you know there's value in that one person. That one person, you got no clue what you're doing when you impact that one person for the gospel. You got no clue. You're changing the world forever. You are the success when you do that. But anyways, long story short, three friends in my library table ended up growing to about four or five students. And for about two weeks, the same students would come week in and week out. And these students, some of them had bad reputations. Uh, some of them, you know, they, they were involved in different things. And I, I'll never forget it. One of my teachers, she wa I was walking home and she approached me. She said, she said, Imani, you, you're doing this Bible. She, she didn't really believe me yet. She, she thought I was playing around again. She didn't take me seriously. She said, you're doing a Bible study. And she said, how come all the people in that Bible study got some of the worst reputation? She said that openly, worst reputations ever. And, you know, I said, well, I responded to her and said, well, those are the people who realize they need Jesus more than anybody else. But anyways, a Bible study that started soon, we couldn't fit up the library table. So we moved to the back of our library and had a larger table, but, but all of a sudden that couldn't fit us. And so then we moved to a classroom. This one, I was in the 10th grade. We moved to a classroom and, 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 and I just began to share Jesus. I, that's all I knew what to do. Again, I had never taught a Bible study. I didn't really know what I was doing, to be honest. And let me just also say my first few lessons were really bad. They were awful. I had no idea what I was doing. But let me tell you something. I, I had heard a message on that Friday night that told me, am, am I bringing people to Jesus or I'm taking them away? All I knew was I wanted to impact one person for Christ. And if I could do that, then, I, then God is going to do the rest. Ended up being in a classroom and, and my teacher, teacher our, 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 our teacher sponsor who was there, she would tune in every week and she'd be hearing about Jesus Christ. And, and we would have students coming around all around the school coming to hear about Jesus. They were amazed. What was doing God was doing some amazing things that grade 10 year we finished uh we we were and I, I wouldn't recommend anybody do, do this we were having five meetings a week like back to back and we were having like 30 to 40 students coming back each day each lunch hour to hear about Jesus Christ it was I mean it was amazing it was amazing but 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 can I tell you tonight can I tell you tonight that 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 was only the beginning of what God was teaching me, what God was doing in that season, in that moment. Because God, like, listen, let, let me tell you something. I came to talk to someone here tonight to tell you, to remind you that, let me tell you, I, again, I'm, I'm not trying to say it's bad to have a big P7 club. I'm not here to say any of that. I'm here to tell someone here tonight in this season of life, why don't we, we, we get our eyes focused on that person, that one person that we may overlook, that one person that might be hurt. Listen, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, when you get focused, when you get in love with that one person, that harvest, listen, God begins to do things beyond your expectations. God, listen, when you get in love with that one individual, when you when you begin to pour into that one person, you got no clue what you're doing. You got no clue what impact you're making in eternity. I'm not, I hope you, I hope someone understands what I'm trying to say. I'm not here to tear down any experiences, but I'm here to maybe encourage someone who might say, oh, I'm only doing one Bible study with one person, or, oh, I've been trying to do this for a while and nobody's responding to me. Let me tell you something. There's value in that one person. There's value, there's king, there is, that one person is worth the entire world to God. And if you just keep loving on them, and they may never come to, you, you may never know, they may not come to church immediately. You may not know how it works out. However, let me tell you, 
If you fall in love with them, God will do things that you blow your mind away. But anyways, by my senior year of high school, and this is when things changed in my P7 club and really hits home my point here. And then we'll open up from Q&A. If you've got any questions about P7 or anything, I want you to, you can go ahead and ask it. But I, I was uh, in my senior year of high school. We, God began to do amazing things. We, again, we, we ended up moving to our chapel room. I was at a Catholic high school where students would skip Catholic mass. Uh, we, we, maybe we had two masses a year. And every Catholic mass, students would leave and miss it. But on their lunch hour, where they could be anywhere they want, they were coming to a Bible study at their high school, hearing about Jesus. We had students, we had the potheads come in. They'd be smoking their marijuana earlier in lunch, and they would come in the chapel room, and they'd be hearing about Jesus. We had, listen, we had people who had no friends, the people that no one talks to. They, they would come, they'd come to the meeting too. They, they felt welcome too. And they'd be hearing about Jesus. We had the party animals and the people, people write off and say, oh no, all those people, they're just the popular people, all this, they're, you know, they're jerks. They were coming in and some of them were weeping in the Bible study. I had my my math teacher show up, my law teacher show up, my French teacher show up hearing about Jesus Christ. And my mom math teacher, she always asked me, Money, why is it I'm always crying when I'm in those meetings? God was blowing our minds. It got to the point where we had over 80 plus students in this chapel room high school. Listen, it, it, it got, we didn't even have seats anymore for students. So the students would be sitting on the carpet because the seats maxed out in the chapel room, but they'd sit on the carpet to hear about Jesus Christ, to hear about the gospel. This is what God was doing. But, but let me tell you something. It all started, it all started, let me tell you how it started. It did not start with, I did not imagine that ever in my life. That's not why I had gotten involved. All I knew was I wanted to bring somebody to Jesus. And God said, wait, you're going to bring one? Well, 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 the harvest, there's, there's more out there. There's more out there. If you get a love with that one person, God begins to blow your mind and begin to see people coming to church and, and receiving the Holy Ghost and, and getting baptized in Jesus' name. I just saw God do some amazing, incredible things. However, I said all that to say this so that you understand my experience with P7 and where I'm coming from. My life was dramatically changed one night forever. My senior year of high school kept going and all of a sudden we, our P7 club got shut down in my high school, got shut down. We couldn't meet anymore. I don't wanna get into all the details, but we couldn't meet anymore. We couldn't meet anymore. We couldn't do it. We couldn't do it. We, the, the meetings were gone. And so we began to do one-on-one -on -one Bible studies I have scheduled one-on-one -on -one private Bible studies around the school. It's funny, other students would call it the underground Bible studies that were still going on. So we'd still be preaching the word. And, and again, people were still coming to church, receiving the Holy Ghost, getting baptized. I'm trying to hold back tears as I'm about to share this story. But I, my life was going to be changed forever this one night. I'll never forget it. It was a Friday night. And it drives home this message we talk about tonight, the value of one person. I want you to hear me tonight. I want someone, I want, if you, if you missed everything I said tonight, I want you to hear this point tonight. I want you to hear this story. I was in this, I was at a home group Bible study. There was a, a, a girl who threw P7. Uh, she, 
her younger two younger brothers came to our youth convention and they got the Holy Ghost. And again, many got the Holy Ghost, many got baptized. And, and uh, she had a passion for people. And so one Friday night, she invited all her friends to her house for a Bible study. And the parents of this girl asked if I could go and teach this Bible study to all these students. There were about maybe 10 to 12 students that were there that day. Remember, our P7 club was shut down. We couldn't meet anymore. It was over. We couldn't do what we were doing. But I did not know what God was going to do for me that Friday. I did not know what God was about to do. My life has never been the same for after that moment. I'll never forget, got to this meeting and it was, a, you know, talk, laugh. I knew some of the students and uh, laughed, had a good time. We talked about Jesus and it ended. I'll never forget, and I won't mention the girl's name, but we were sitting at a table and, uh, and there was a girl there and she began to uh, ask this question. She began to say just little weird statements here and there that was kind of confusing. Um, you know, she'd ask things like, you know, what do you do? Why does God allow uh, abuse? And why does God allow hurt? And why it was very, it seemed very specific and it's kind of concerning to be honest, because again, I'm in my mind, I'm going to think, I hope she's not talking about herself. And then Beyond me, the story got worse that Friday night. She began to tell everyone there at the table, there was maybe two or three people, everyone else was on the other part of the house. Um, she began to break down crying. She began to break down crying because she began to share to us how uh, her parents don't feed her at home. And, uh, how, and as I began to notice, I looked at her and I began to realize she was, you know, she began to talk about how she's underweight and, and some of her friends began to confide in the fact that they, 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 they give her lunch at school because she doesn't get fed at home. And, and, uh, and she's been abused by her parents multiple times. This is serious stuff. I remember I remember crying, tears were flowing on my face and everyone else at the table, two or three, she, she just broke down. You could tell she's been broken so much. And I began to think about it because I knew her older brother who's in my grade. And, and I remember how his older brother, her older brother was always quiet. He was very, uh, he was just always quiet, always kept to himself, always just. sat beside that, that older, older brother from the time of middle school all the way to grade 12. And I, I never really talked, never had a chance to really talk to him much. And little did I know though that he's literally living in an abusive home. I begin to piece the dots together in my head and that girl begin to cry and she was just weeping and weeping and weeping. I'd love to tell you that today she's Holy Ghost filled and in Jesus name baptized and living for God. But that's not, that's not what's going on. That's not the story. That's not how that, that story has ended a few years later. But God did something in me that Friday night. I remember I went back to my room. And I'm not a crier, but I, I cried that night. I cried and I cried and I cried on my bed. And he, Monty, why were you crying? Well, 
for weeks and weeks and weeks, for months and even possibly years. I've walked by, I've known her brother, he was in my class. I knew her brother, I knew her brother, and maybe I, I even seen her. And I was just so busy walking in, walking out, doing my thing. Hey, yo, what's good, man? What's good, what's good, what's good, what's good? Again, not putting the blame on myself, that's not what I'm trying to say, but, but, but right there, unbeknownst to me, there was a girl, and, and possibly as well, her brother, who were going through things that I can't even imagine what it must feel like to be in their shoes. And from that Friday night till this moment, it hit me and it made me realize, listen, so you can get so caught up in the crowds and you can get so caught up with all the stuff and the systems. And, and listen, I hope you have the best snacks at your P7 club meeting. I, I, hope, I hope this didn't discourage you tonight. You came off the Zoom and you're like, uh, first I came on to hear Brother Urshan and he, he's not on what happened. And, and, and now I'm feeling down about my meetings. Oh no, like what's going on? I hope you didn't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that the snacks are bad. Please have the best snacks and, and have the greatest games and, and, and do your thing and, and have your lessons ready to go and I mean and go in there with some with some you know some confidence some confidence and you walk in the anointing and make sure you're prayed up and make sure you studied and and, and all that stuff but, but hear me tonight hear me tonight I'll never forget that Friday night from this moment I'll never forget that moment and there's so many other stories I can possibly share tonight but because of time I'm gonna not share but but you can hear me tonight that one person that one Girl, I had no idea. I had no idea. There's no way of me knowing how I was supposed to know. But that one girl, Jesus, bled for and loved. And me showing her the love of God that night and doing the best I could and all that stuff, me, me doing that that night. Listen, listen. I don't know how what will be the ramifications of it. I, I don't know. I, to be honest, I haven't talked to her in a while. I don't know how she's doing. I don't really know where she is right now. I got no clue. But, but you you hear me tonight on this this Monday night. You hear me. 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 Focus on the person. When you're getting ready for your meeting and you're getting ready to have all the things set up, make sure you remember why you're doing what you're doing. It's for that one person. It's for that one person. It's for that kid in your friend's class that everybody thinks is kind of weird. It's for that kid who is a, is a, is a drug addict already and, and people say they have no future. Jesus died for that. Yeah. It's for that person who maybe possibly even bullied you when you were younger and they have a bad reputation. Well. He died from, it's for that atheist who, who makes fun of you and says, oh, you little Christian, all oh, this stuff. Well, he bled for them too. Remember, remember why we're doing this tonight. The value of one person to God is worth the entire world. The entire world. I'm going to share one last testimony then. We'll open this up for some Q&A. If there's any questions, we'll answer them. If you got any questions on my P7 journey or my P7 story or anything revolving P7 or outreach, I'd love to answer them for the last few moments here of this call tonight. But I want to share this one last testimony because it goes, again, hand in hand with what we're talking about here tonight. 
I'll never forget. I'll never forget. Uh, I was again in my senior year, again, the P7 club was shut down, but students were still reaching out to me for help and reaching out to me um, because they, 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 you know, they, they knew, they, they knew that this guy could help me, he can pray for me, he'll love on me. And, and uh, in, in some of our P7s, when we did have P7, we had someone's grandfather who was in the ICU get healed of pneumonia in the P, <laughs> he's a Catholic kid, but well, we begin to say, listen, there's power in the name of Jesus. And he called on the name of Jesus and his grandfather walked out of the ICU, pneumonia completely gone. Listen, listen, like God knows what he's doing. God's got our back and we're in love with that one person. I'll never forget, I'll never forget, I'll never forget this one last story I'll share and then we'll, we'll talk if there's any Q&A. I was in my, again, grade 12 and a, a student reached out to me who was in the ninth grade and she was having some issues with her boyfriend. And so her and her boyfriend, they, they, I, I met up with them. This is, they were in grade nine at the time. They, I met up with them um, together in, in a library, in a, in a classroom, sorry, and we talked about God and they were just dealing with some issues. And, and uh, I, I made way for them. I, I cleared my way and I wanted to go talk to them again. We're talking about the value of one person, just one person. We sat together and we talked about God. We, again, we couldn't have the big meetings anymore. We couldn't do it anymore. We couldn't do it, but God was still moving despite the fact that we couldn't meet in a big meeting. Um, God was still moving. God was still, God was still doing his thing. Um, but we met up and we talked about it. And anyways, two years have gone by and I haven't talked to that individual since. A few months ago, I, you know, our youth, my local youth group here, lead our youth group at our church here on a Zoom call. My younger brother, uh, my younger brother, he invites his friend from school to be on the Zoom call. As he invites his friend from school, I begin to notice as I'm looking at this friend, I notice he's got his older brother on the Zoom call. And his older brother, uh, was one of the students at the time who attended the P7 when I was there, my school. And so I began to see him. Anyways, he reached out to me. And, and this is, again, this is a few years seed. But, but listen, the value of one, you don't know what God's, even though the meeting was shut down, God was still touching hearts, hearts. He got baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost about two months ago. Got baptized and then got the Holy Ghost on our youth Zoom call night. He got the Holy Ghost speaking other tongues. Anyways, a few weeks ago, he brought a friend to church, my God. And he brought this friend to church and I was looking at this person. I said, I remember her. I don't know where I've seen this girl before, but I've seen her somewhere. I don't know where, but I saw her. I don't, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to remember. You know, when you see someone, you're like, I feel like I met this person, but I haven't, but I have. But I think you guys know what I'm trying to talk about. Um, and, uh, and then after the church service ended, she looks at me, she's just like, you're Armani. I said, well, yeah. She said, oh my goodness, you go to this church. I said, yeah, I do. She said, wow, it was the same girl who a few years ago had reached out to me for help. Let me tell you something. Last week, she got baptized in Jesus' name for the forgiveness of her sins. This is past week, baptized in Jesus' name. Life changed. And I believe she's going to receive the Holy Ghost soon. God's moving on her life. Let me tell you. I met up with her and her boyfriend at the time. What? Two people in a classroom setting. It wasn't a grand door P7 meeting. We had none of that. And I just helped them out in something they needed in their lives. And a few years later, the soul was reaped. Today, baptized in Jesus' name. So tonight, 
came to remind someone the value of that one person, that one person, that one person, you got no clue what you're doing. This can change the entire world forever. I'm gonna close out in prayer. And then if there's any, let's do some Q&A here. If there's any questions, you can you can send a private message. You can send it openly here in the chat. I hope God has touched our hearts tonight. And I really hope someone's been impacted tonight. If you can hear my passion tonight, that this is what this is all about. Let's just pray, close our eyes, right? God, I thank you for this call tonight. I thank you for every student who's been a part of this tonight. God, I thank you for every person who supports this call and is a part of this call, Lord. I pray, God, I pray, Lord Jesus, that the words that have been spoken tonight would not be left in vain, but they would impact our hearts. We would hear these words and we'd put them inside. We'd insert them inside our spirits and we'd recognize the value of reaching one person for your kingdom, the value of loving that one person, the value of loving that one teacher, the value of loving our neighbors, the value, the value of that one person to you is worth the entire world, God. And so baptize us with passion for that one individual, God, that everybody else might overlook that you're calling us to reach. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us on this P7 podcast today. We hope that you feel inspired to unlock your faith, unleash truth, elevate Christ, and serve others in your home, in your church, in your community, in your school. Uh, if you want more information about Project 7 Bible Clubs, uh, visit p7clubs.com. We've got incredible resources ready for you right there.